Good evening, guys, and welcome to Mindful Trinity. I'm Vaishnavi Charan, and um, today we have an amazing and very talented guest speaker. We have Deva Kavisha. Welcome, Deva. Uh -huh. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so, so excited to be here and yeah, to spend beautiful time with you and talk about yeah, topics that are close to my heart. And we are so grateful that you accepted our invite. So just a little bit about Deva. Um, okay, Deva is an online practitioner for breath work and trauma release. From She's from Stockholm in Sweden. That's the northern part of Europe. She supports female overachievers who long for love and helps them heal their inner child so that they feel truly loved. With her support, her clients re reconnect with their inner child, understanding what childhood trauma is. They receive knowledge on how trauma is stored in the body and is able to release the trauma from their bodies. So ultimately, our clients arrive at a place where they feel safe, nourished, and truly loved. Wow, Deva, that's actually a mouthful. And I, I think um, a lot of us women, when we're going through any, any traumatic experience, any stressful situation as well, we, 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 I think we're actually so used to trying to be strong for ourselves that we unknowingly, unconsciously, we store all of these emotions within our body. So this is a quite a very, it's actually a very interesting and a dynamic topic. And we, we should be talking about this more often. And I think in society, sometimes we tend to not talk about it out of um, maybe embarrassment because we feel like we're the only one that's going through it. But a lot of us are going through it. So yeah, so welcome and thank you again for choosing such an amazing topic. <laughs> You're welcome. It's like, it's close to my heart uh, since it's very strongly connected to my, my own story. Um, so yeah, thank you for letting me share that with, with you and your audience today. Thank you and we're grateful for that. So it brings me to my first question. What inspired you to get into health more specifically health and wellness and uh, well, basically um, focusing on women's health or, or women in general. What inspired you to get into that line of work? Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, it's, as I mentioned uh, earlier, it is my own story. Like the oh. path that I um, um, was on and partly still am on. <laughs> Okay. I believe the okay. healing journey is a, an ongoing process. It's not like one day we wake up and uh, it's over. Um, but my journey of becoming a light worker really started when I was 16 and my mom went to prison. Wow. And um, she built up a huge amount of debts and chose to put her head into the sand, as we like to say. And um, she was incarcerated. And um, since she was a single mom, my brother and I were taken into foster care. Um, and that was really a turning point because with my foster family and in particular my foster mom, I, I, re I received support that I've never received before. Firstly, on an emotional level, it was all of a sudden I was encouraged to share what I feel, what I go through, um, not try to sugarcoat it. It was okay to be sad. It was okay to be angry. It was okay to uh, feel ashamed about mom going to prison. Um, so um, yeah, from that point onwards, it's like more and more um, life and my environment encouraged me to, uh, to yeah, live authentically, I would say. And um, so I, I got my life together, so to say, on, on, on paper. I, I finished uh, or graduated sex successfully from university. I um, 
I had a romantic stable relationship. I had a thriving career in the in the corporate uh, world in a multinational company in the tech area. Mm-hmm. Um, so on paper, I ticked all the boxes, but yet I felt empty inside, and there was still sadness inside of me. And this sadness and emptiness emptiness followed me wherever I went. When I went to work, when I um, hung out with friends, when I was on vacation. So this, like, I asked myself, why? Like, how the heck am I? I mean, I I did everything one should do in order to be happy (laughs) and to feel healthy, but I didn't. And it was only when I started exploring and getting to know myself through somatic experiences so using the body um, when I felt that I had built a thick heart a thick uh, wall around my heart and um, that I allowed myself only a very narrow range of emotions to feel and I wanted to feel all of the emotions I wanted to feel the good the bad and the ugly um and yeah so i like uh from that point onwards i like explore different types of holistic healing modalities uh when it comes to embodiment when it comes to breath work when it comes to plant medicine when it comes to tantra um and um you know where like layer after layer i peeled off conditioning and programming and like healed myself um, until I received or um, came into my essence so that was really the point when this longing to be of service and supporting others in particular women um, was uh, was triggered like feeling my essence so this is my true self this is not what has happened in the past and shaped me and this is not my beliefs and my my thoughts this is me my soul and um i felt with every fiber and cell of my body like how much many gifts i have and uh i want to share that um with um with the world um exactly um so that's when i when i quit my corporate job and um, I, I left uh, the, the corporate world and uh, I, I started looking for modalities that, um, um, yeah, that supports the holistic healing approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Some echo. Do you hear that too? Sorry? Hear some echo. Yes, yes. I actually live uh, not very far from a mosque. And that's the call of prayer. So every day, the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it's natural. So people know where I am near a mosque. <laughs> well, I just was wondering whether it's a technical um, hiccup or yeah, something else. But beautiful. People are allowed to pray and follow their religion. Um, what that's was true. Yeah. Them. yeah, that's um, true. So yeah, so I like started then looking for modalities that are around trauma release. So I knew coming from my own journey and having experienced my mother being incarcerated and uh, being dragged away from my original family, that was a traumatic event for me. And I, I want to support women that um, have a similar story. Um, and uh, I ultimately started an education as biodynamic breathwork and trauma release practitioner, um, where we combine breath, touch, movement, sound, conscious emotional release, as well as meditation to release trauma from the body. Because our body keeps score. Our body, with every experience that we have, um, and we didn't have the capacity to integrate this experience, it will be stored in our body until we release it from the body. And um, I just love biodynamic breath work because it honors the wisdom of our body and uh, it's about um, utilizing the, this knowledge that our body holds. What do I need now? Me, not someone else. Like no one can tell you 
what you need. No one knows your body and the experiences your body has as you. Um, but uh, working with someone that supports you in like finding what, what do you need is, uh, is beautiful. That's why this education yeah, resonates so strongly with me. And um, supporting women is just like, yeah, I can strongly resonate with the female overachiever. I was there. I was the, the book example of the career woman that's like, you know, every second year getting a promotion and climbing up the career ladder and having a plan and like, how do I achieve this? How do I achieve that? Mm -hmm. um, I was very much in my masculine and in the doing part, which suppressed my feminine, which is like feeling and just having a look what's what's there at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's quite interesting. Um, everything that you mentioned, it, it, well, it seems like you already answered my second question, which which is how can uh, one use their body to heal and is it even possible? And you just proved to us that, that it is possible. But mm. how can one use their body to heal? Um, is there a certain type of practice that one needs to follow or practice on its own in order for, for them to feel uh, the healing? Mm. So to uh, understand how we can use the body to heal, um, it's uh, good to have an understanding or a knowledge on how our nervous system is built up. Mm -hmm. um, our nervous system um, has like, well, I would say two major, major parts. The first one is our central nervous system, which is our brain as well as our spinal cord. Um, and um, these two uh, parts of our nervous system, they are basically the master unit of our nervous system or of our whole body. This is where major decisions are made, so to say. But then we also have the peripheral nervous system, which is everything outside the brain and the spinal cord. So all the nerve ends that run through our body. Um, and the peripheral nervous system is the body's link to the outside world and consistently checks and calls uh, collects on information so it's checking what is the room temperature i'm in what is the light that is hitting my eyes now uh, what is the sounds waves that you're hearing right now listening to this video uh, what is my body's position am i upright do i lay down am i stable am i falling so all this sort of information is constantly gathered throughout our peripheral nervous system. And it sends that information to our central nervous system through the spinal cord up to the brain um, for our nervous system to then make second by second decisions on what is needed to be done to bring us in a, and keep us in a state of homeostasis. So the state where we as an organism function optimally. And um, our nervous system really depends, our, our central nervous system really depends on the peripheral nervous system because of the information gathering. Um, so if you look at the information flow, um, the brain receives like 80% of the work that the brain is doing is receiving information and only 20% is sending it down back to the body. Like for example, I feel I'm about to fall. Okay, obviously we don't want to fall and break our neck. So let's bring our body in movement and like counteract uh, so that we're coming back to stable. Um, but that's really important to know that like whatever happens in our muscles, in our fascia, in our organs, in our joints, this is information that is sent to the brain. So 80% of the work that the brain is doing is receiving information and then like analyzing it and 20% is sending it back. Um, and in the peripheral nervous system, it's, um, it has multiple layers. Um, but one is we're going to focus on today a little bit more because this is the part that we can use in order to heal. Um, it's called the autonomic nervous system. And um, the autonomic nervous system is responsible for all functions that are done automatically without the brain actually doing having any decision power. So it's our heartbeats. It's our digestion, it's our breath, 
and so much more. I mean, we, we don't need to consciously decide every multiple times throughout the second, I need to breathe, I need to breathe, right? It's happening even when we are unconscious and when sleeping, for example. Um, and in this autonomic nervous system, there are two branches. One is called the sympathetic nervous system. And that is the source of our body for a fight and flight response. So um, that's when we sense danger automatically without us even thinking about it, our system kicks in and prepares to either fight the situation or run away from a situation. So this is when um, our body um, produces adrenaline or cortisol, which is the stress hormones. Uh, this is when uh, our muscles start to tense up and prepare for movement. Um, and um, so this all happens automatically. And whenever, um, yeah, it's, it really, this sympathetic nervous system allows our body to function under stress and primes the body for intense muscle activity. Um, and then the second branch is the parasympathetic nervous system on the other hand, and it's about maintenance. It's about resting, digesting, it's counterbalances the sympathetic function. And it's really all about maintaining our body and doing repair work and conserving our energy. So as a comparison, you can think like the sympathetic nervous system is like the gas pedal in the car. If you want to speed up, we push down the gas pedal, whereas the parasympathetic nervous system, that's the brake if you want to slow down. Um, exactly. What's happening in many of Western societies now is that we or many people are stuck in a chronic pattern of low grade sympathetic activation. So in on the gas pedal, maybe not at full speed, but a little bit of speed. And as soon as a stressful um, situation occurs in the outside, I am late for work. The kids um, are too loud or breaking something, um, or um, I have a deadline uh, at work. Um, this is increasing the uh, sympathetic activation even more. So we are constantly stuck in a stress response. Our body is like constantly under alert. Mm -hmm. And with producing adrenaline, our muscles are tensing up, our breath being shallow. Um, and with that follows um, symptoms like we have trouble sleeping, we have um, um, a hard time, we have maybe muscle pain in the shoulders, in the back pain, exactly, because our nervous systems are running in the fight and flight mode, the sympathetic activation. So we want to move from, and we need both in, our, in life. The function in life, it's not that sympathetic is bad and parasympathetic is, is good. Um, we need to have move from one into the other. So when we go into a, um, a situation where we are stressed and in a stress response, we need to go into relaxation and then going up and down. So like having a, a psyche moving fluidly from one to the other. So what we can do in order to activate the parasympathetic nervous system where we, uh, it's about resting, digesting, maintaining, uh, restoring energy is we use, for example, breath, uh, consciously breathing and in particular breathing through the nose. So what happens when we are in the fight and flight mode is that our breath gets shallow. So we breathe in our, in our chest and maybe even through our mouth. And it could look something like this. <laughs> it's like a little bit, you can also see that with athletes, like runners, before they go into like a sprinting competition, they would use breath to activate the sympathetic nervous system because then they have adrenaline and the muscles are like preparing. Um, and it's like to counterbalance that, it helps to breathe through the nose, long and deep breaths. So ideally into the belly area and having, uh, imagining like a, um, a circle and half of the circle is inhaling, 
the other half is exhaling. And doing that just for five minutes, sitting still, focusing on the breath, is activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which uh, then will um, like completely change our hormones and our like functions in the body. Exactly. What we also can do in particular when we feel there is, there is too much stress or too much energy moving through our body is actually moving our body. So, um, and that's um, many people or you, you probably know that as well when you do, for example, yoga or when you go for a run or go for a swim, afterwards you feel better. You don't know why, but you feel better. And the reason is that we you discharge energy of your body like you you gave your body an outlet to uh, release this activation exactly uh, dancing could also be a way it's just like whatever movement calls you if that's sports if that's is dancing if that is uh, having a walk uh, in the woods um, that all helps to activate the parasympathetic nervous system and goes into this relax and digest mode where we can maintain and restore our batteries. Um, so these are just a few examples uh, that, I, that I have for you. Mm. Thank you so much. It actually was very, very informative, um, especially especially as a, as a human being. I wouldn't put us in, in, into little um boxes because i think um, even even men also go through stressful situations and sometimes they basically want to be the macho you know they don't want to admit it so these tools that uh, that you actually or this information that you're sharing with us it can mm -hmm. benefit humankind wherever the person may come from so thank you for that also um how long does it normally take for um for healing to take place um, I believe there is not a like general answer to that because we all come from different paths with different stories. Um, and what I advise to my clients is to be kind with themselves. Be kind with yourselves and your healing process. Um, it's not a competition between others. <laughs> That's number one. Uh, and number two, we all have yeah, different stories, different backgrounds, different experiences stored in our body. So there is no, within two months, all of the trauma will be released of your body. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, I believe our healing journey is a lifelong journey. Um, and of course, within a, a period of I don't know, a year or two, we can do a lot of work and bring us from this state of constant alert or constant sadness or constant feeling of emptiness or uh, constant, um, yeah, not feeling good. We can bring ourselves quite quickly out of this state. And what was my journey is like after I kind of fixed the, um, the, the, the big, uh things that were broken um now i don't believe that but this was the thoughts that were going through my mind like i'm broken and i need to be fixed um and when i had done that i still could like up until this very day find um or oh, here is something that is like not uh yeah not just right so what i do nowadays um, is really to use my body as a guidance and as a compass. Our body is constantly sending us signals through the peripheral nervous system. Automatically, it's happening um, that we would feel maybe some tension in the back or a contraction in the chest or a headache is coming up. This is a signal of the peripheral nervous system that we are in a stress response. So when I feel that, I take, take five minutes or 10 and feel it firstly, consciously, and then um, ask myself, what do I need in this very moment to come into a state of relaxation again? Maybe I need some movement. Maybe I need some breath. Maybe I actually need to say something to someone. So what happened for me very often is that I didn't speak out what I actually was thinking connected especially to my needs 
and what uh, my wants, my desires, um, when I felt hurt, for example, by someone and didn't say that. And I got like really strong problems with my throat. Like I content constantly had um, like infections there or I would have a sore throat when it was flu season. Um, and this was a signal of my body that I am suppressing things and the energy got stuck in the throat. So um, when, I, when I made this link, this connection, whenever I have a sore throat now, I think to myself, what didn't I say? What did I swallow? Um, and um, usually very quickly the answer comes up and I create a situation where I can express what I was suppressing in the beginning. And the next day the sore throat is gone. Yeah. So, um, as I said, there is it's all like, about uh, being aligned with the body. Am I right? Just feeling. Yeah. It's all about feeling. And that is really like for people that are interested in using their body to heal. That's the number one recommendation I would give, or not give, that I give is feel your body, sense the physical sensations, because it holds so much wisdom. It is like a like a personal GPS. Uh, that you have built in and that you've got uh, with your body. And um, so many people of us lost connection to it. And it's a little bit like, do you remember these old radios back in the days where you had to dial in so a certain frequency so that you could get a clear signal? It's like a oh, station, yes, radio yes. station. You had to like dial this little button and it was a little, in the beginning it was rough work, but then it was like a little bit to the left, a little bit yeah. to the right. Yeah. It's like this with like getting a clear signal of your body. In the beginning, it might be like strong actions and then it gets like, okay, I can fine tune a little bit more to have a very clear signal. What does my body want to tell me? Um, and use this information uh, to set actions in the outside with either movement, with breath, with uh, sound, with uh, expressing. Yeah, so feeling the body is the first step, uh, sensing the physical sensations of the body. Wow, that's actually very informative. So tell me, um, which part of the body heals the fastest? Is there such a thing? Can it happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that depends also, uh, again, coming back to the story that you have and uh, what experiences you bring. Um, the strongest capacity of healing from an energetic point of view is our chest because it's connected to our heart space. And our heart space is um, such a powerful energy center that we hold, which can transform anything into compassion, love, and joy. So when we think about challenging emotions, for example, or like challenging situations that you go through in your life, um, breathing that in consciously in bringing it into your heart space, um, transforms um, this challenging emotion and situation into love, compassion, and joy. So this is the space in our body that has the, the um, uh, most powerful transformative uh, healing capacity. Exactly. And it's actually also connected to our arms as well. So our arms are included in this energetic space. Um, so, Conclusively, one could say this is the, the part of the body that heals the fastest uh, when we use it consciously. Um, but we also have to have in mind our heart space is the most gentle space that we have. Our heart is very sensitive and when we get hurt, when we are misunderstood, when we're not respected, this is also the space which uh, shuts down as first. So it's a it's yeah it's a fine balance. Um, on one side, it's really a powerful space in our body, and on the other hand, it's also a very vulnerable place in our body. Um, so taking both into consideration, uh, it's a 
beautiful mix and uh, it just shows like yeah it's it's not just one or the other we need both like in order to be powerful and uh, heal there's we need vulnerability as well yeah wow it actually reminds me of something that I read recently about the, the arms are uh, an extension to the heart. Um, it's actually, I think the Italians believe that. And I learned that when um, I was preparing my class for teaching on how to release trauma from the body. Um, well, I took over from another yoga teacher that was supposed to be teaching. And well, I basically covered for her. Um, yeah, and it, it was actually quite... Um, quite interesting for me because I never ever thought of it that way. I mean, if you actually think of it on a animated, um, on an animated level, you would actually imagine the heart with both arms, you know, raising out. So yeah, oh, that's actually quite nice. Mm. Yeah, it's also so, when, when we reach out to someone, right? So we actually, we, we put ourselves into a vulnerable space, space because since you mentioned the arms are energetically connected to our heart so by reaching out to someone it's just like I show you that I like you that I want to hug you yeah. uh, and we come into a vulnerable space yeah. and I think that is why a lot of us are actually feeling disconnected during this whole pandemic because I know with my generation we're actually so prone to hugging when we see someone that we know someone that we we are very close to and we we want to hug them but we cannot because of the the, the physical distancing that we have we have to follow put in place uh well our our government our president actually told us in order to show someone that you care for them you need to just greet them with, by touching elbows but it's still it's it's still kind of weird because we are hugging nation and how how do we actually do something mm -hmm. totally different and still be connected to that person <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, um, how does one remain positive in a negative situation? Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for us? Um, so, my advice for that is to stay present in the moment, in the here and now. Um, so, when it comes to negative situations, um, they are in my experience, very much connected to either the past. So like being stuck in like, oh, this has happened and that it ha has happened. And therefore the present is negative as well. Or we are stuck in the future, meaning we are worrying about what's gonna come next. Will I um, be able to go on vacation? Like, will I stay, um, in my job um, so with our intention being either in the past or in the future um, we um, the mind is starting to make up negative stories the ego is starting to make up negative stories however if we focus on like okay i'm sitting here and now in my living room <sighs> let's take a few breaths let's feel my body um and give myself a reality check what is actually happening in this very moment and observe what's happening inside of you what are the physical sensations that you can feel yeah there might be pain okay i felt it great noticed what's what's next there might be emotions okay what emotions is that um and um uh, maybe there are thoughts, just like noticing what is there. So not trying to suppress it, not trying to fix it, not trying to judge it. So the way you phrased your, your question about positive and negative situation, that's a judgment that we put on. It's a label that we said, this is good and this is bad. I want this, but I don't want this. What if we take an objective stance and bring curiosity like when we had, were children um, you maybe remember that when you were a child everything was so exciting like I just I want to feel something I want to taste something like bring your curiosity on what is happening here and now 
not what has happened, not what will happen. What's, what's true in this very moment? Without trying and observe it, without trying to fix it, to change it, to judge it. Um, yeah, so that would be my advice. Because what happens very often when we do that is, as I'm touched upon it, we give ourselves a reality check. It's just like we realize, okay, yes, I, I have a slight back pain here, but that's all it is. It's like not more to it than that in this moment. Yeah. And with that, you know, the, the, the mind doesn't make up stories anymore by focusing on the here and now, being curious what happens in my body um, on a physical level, on an emotional level, on a thought level. And writing it down might help as well to release it from the body. Exactly. Yeah. So it's also, uh, I, I think with, with that as well, we need to be more, um, with writing it down and making time for yourself, self-care, self-love and, um, yeah, time management. With mm. me, I know I need time management because sometimes, mm. even though all of us get the same amount of time within the day, but we find time to do other things that most of the time it's actually not important to us, to our mm. inner inner self. And like you mentioned, the inner child, the inner child mm. is so innocent with with less judgment. Even if someone um, does not buy any any nice goodies for them, they still show love. And appreciation for them so we need to actually reawaken that inner child within us with without any expectations without judgment with more kindness and more love yeah so, i couldn't yes. agree more absolutely <laughs> hell yeah from my side <laughs> good so um add to that sorry to okay it's okay, I want to add and emphasize, it's okay to ask for help. So since you just mentioned about, yeah, we, we know what self-care we should do uh, to journal or to move our body or to breathe. Um, and many people, it's the same as with, uh, with the diet. Like we know what food is healthy, that it's healthy to cut down on uh, sugar, to cut down on meat, uh, but we don't do it. If we find ourselves in such a, such a situation, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to create a support system, either in your, in your family, in your friend circle, or uh, getting a professional support. Like when you go to the gym, for example, and want to train for the marathon, uh, and you've never been to the gym before, you don't know how to use the, all the machines, you most likely get a trainer for the first session or maybe even for 10 or 20 sessions that shows you firstly how to use the machines, but also that gives you motivation and that gives you a training plan customized for you. Um, so that's the same with support on an emotional level or um, yeah, it's like some people have already done the journey that you're about to start and can um, connect with you and where you're coming from that resonates because they've done the journey and they can show you how to do it so you yeah. no one can do the work for you same as with training for a marathon no one can run it for you but you can get support that shows you how to do it and also that gives you encouragement in the moments when you don't have the resources to um yeah, to care for yourself, to stay committed to your belonging that you want to achieve. Mm. It actually makes perfectly sense because um, it's better than reinventing the wheel, like you mentioned. All of them already went through that process. They're already in the journey. They already passed that level or that segment of their life. Mm. And they can actually empower, inspire you. So, yeah, that's actually amazing that you actually said that today i maybe i also needed to hear that <laughs> so yeah we sadly we came to an end of our talk it was i really enjoyed it i learned a lot just very very educational sorry 
it flew by <laughs> very fast yeah well i guess when we're having fun when there's so much that we learning it does go by very fast um so what with me it was very i i felt very not i mean i actually gained more knowledge from you it was very educational for me so i'm sure our audience out there also felt the same I did take down some notes. I want to recap whatever I, I could remember to take down or I could actually write fast enough. Mm -hmm. um, the body does have the potency to heal and there's various parts of the body. There's um, the central nervous system, the brain, which consists of the brain and the spinal cord. Then there's a the peripheral nervous system. It's basically the body's outside link. Um, well, the link to the outside world then we have the autonomic nervous system, which consists of the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. So we were actually dealing with, or you actually were dealing with, or teaching us about the autonomic nervous system. And you also mentioned um, about the fight and flight, whether you want to fight it or you want to run away from it. Some of us are fighters and some of us we are so tired of fighting. We just want to just give in. Um, but you also mentioned we must be kind to ourselves in our healing process. And it's actually a simple word, but it's very, very difficult for most people to, to even grasp or engage themselves to be kind to themselves. When they're not kind to themselves, it's very difficult for them to be kind to another. And um, you also mentioned it's not a competition. This journey is not a competition and there's no time limit to the healing. So we should just take our time, enjoy the process and learn about yourselves, be grounded and basically link the mind with the body and the soul. You know, it's all about alignment. Connect with the body, feel the body, feel the sensations within the body and I, what I actually enjoyed this the most the the arms is just an extension of the of the heart it's quite it for me I actually just visualized it in a very animated way <laughs> so I would always remember to to be more conscious of my words my thoughts and even my my actions to myself and to another and um to conscious to stay to stay in the present and be be childlike without judgment to ourselves or another. Sometimes I think when we're so hard on ourselves and that is the reason why we hard on other people, we are judging other people. So it's actually very good to take a step back and ask ourselves, what are we gaining from this? We should be kind to ourselves and that will be extended to another person and another being. So yeah, thank you so much. It was very, very educational for me. I really am very grateful that you are on this. Um, I'm calling it a show. Maybe it is going to be a show soon <laughs> on, on our um, live stream. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm very, very grateful. So just to wrap up, um, I think there are some questions in our group. I'm just going to go on to see whether I can actually get them. I'm going to go on to my Facebook on here. Give me a second. Can you see any questions on your side? Because, uh, because I, I no? cannot see it on my side. Can you? Because I see there's four questions. I know I actually commented. I made two comments. Okay. Oh, but if people have questions, they can still ask them no, now. There's or no questions. Yeah, there's, um, there's no so questions. I'm happy to, to check the feed um, and um, to answer questions uh, okay. as we go along throughout uh, yeah. maybe the next days. Okay, I see there's Alta. Um, she's new to our, our group or our our page. Welcome, Alta. And I see Prela also over there. And there's Reshma and um, Malini as well. So if you guys have any questions for Kavisha, 
please um, send them through. Don't be shy. This is your opportunity to gain more knowledge. Whatever you have in your mind, something may be uh, bothering you and you want to actually uh, get more help, more assistance, take advantage of this opportunity. So we have Kabisha here. So ask her all, whatever you have in your mind. I'm just going to go back and check. Okay, doesn't matter. And I see in Tabi also over there. Welcome, guys. Um, well, if you are shy to ask these questions on a public platform, don't feel, uh, well, basically, don't actually judge yourself. This is a platform where all of us should be kind to each other and most importantly, kind to ourselves. And we have an expert, uh, Kabisha, because she has, she has years of experience and um, she's been also um, experiencing in, in this in her life. And that's how she learned about healing the body with these tools. But it doesn't matter. I'm not going to force you. Um, you can send me an email. You've got all of my, all of my details are on my social media platforms. Um, you can either send me a message. If you do find the courage to type in our, our comments box later, you can also do that. And we're also going to ask Kavisha to share um, our social media links on uh, the comment section. So you can also reach out to her and connect with her and she'll be there for you. Also, Kavisha, do you have any tools um, to share with our viewers? You can, you can either, and it can be verbal or it could be written. You can share it on, on our group itself. It'll mm. be very nice. I'm sure they'll really appreciate it. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean, the, the tools are endless. Um, and I would say that the best uh, starting point is feeling your body. Okay. So um, set a timer of 10 minutes, uh, come into stillness and silence. If you prefer music, you can also uh, um, do like play some meditation music, um, sit in a comfortable position with an upright up straight spine so either on a chair or if you feel more comfortable on the ground and uh, breathe slowly uh, consciously through your nose and really focusing on how does it feel when the air is entering the nose and the body and the nostril how does it actually feel in the nostrils around there if we focus on that, we actually can feel there's actually a lot of sensation happening by, on these little spots. And then how does it feel when the air is going down, passing the throat, passing the chest, lifting the chest, mm -hmm. um, lifting the belly when we inhale, and how much actually our, our chest expands when we inhale. And the same goes when we exhale, what's happening then in our body. So like having this practice will bring more awareness into your body, like creating a felt sense of uh, your body. Um, and the more often we do this, like the more clearer the signal uh, will be that our body is sending us, like the signals I was talking about earlier, uh, guiding us. What's, what do we need in this very moment? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. No, no, go ahead. There will be the practice on Thursday in your Facebook awesome. group. Okay. Um, where we do that exactly. So I will guide you through a practice, uh, which I call Feel Your Body to Heal. So I will guide you through a felt sense experience. Um, I'm not going to give away too much, Good. but uh, this is an amazing uh, first step to use our body to heal. And everybody of you is uh, invited to join me um, for this practice on Thursday at 5 p.m. Okay. Thank you so much. I actually wanted uh, to, to basically um, talk about that next, but you already did it for me. So thank you again for that. Do you have any parting uh, thoughts for our viewers? Anything that they could actually take with them as they go to in a restful state, going to bed tonight, mm -hmm. so they can also wake up refreshed tomorrow morning? Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Imagine yourself being a, a three-year-old toddler. 
maybe you have kids in that age or kids that used to be in that age. How did you talk to them? How did you communicate with them? How did you like, how much compassion and empathy do you have for children? Mm -hmm. And bring that same compassion and direct it towards you. There's nothing wrong with you. You don't need to be fixed. You're not broken. Um, and uh, you're exactly where you should be in this moment. So be kind to yourself. Thank you so much, Deva Kavisha. Um, again, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am absolutely grateful that you joined us today and you gave us all of this. Um, I can't find the words in my dictionary. Um, it, it's just so amazing because I think a lot of people are going through this um, with the healing of the body and they just go to doctors upon doctors. Doctors cannot find the fault, but all of this um, feelings and emotions are within the body and they don't know how to release it because they're basically disconnected from themselves and from the earth. And that is why they're disconnected from other people as well. So I am, um, I'm under times grateful to you for sharing all of this with us. Um, and I'm grateful coming in, into contact with you. And I'm sure there's a, there's a reason why we came into contact. So thank you once again. Mm. Looking forward to Thursday. I'm going to get myself and my family ready for all of us to practice uh, together. So thank you so much. And guys, if you are listening, and if you are going to, going to listen to the replay, um, please make some time for yourselves on Thursday at five o'clock. Um, so all of us can actually join in. So it'll be a collaboration um, with, with each and every one of us. We've been connected, not just um, with yourself, but with all of us. So we're not physically distancing. We're virtually, um, you know, connecting. So yeah, please take this very serious if you really are um, serious about healing your body, healing your mind. So please do join us. Thank you again, Kavisha, and looking forward to Thursday. Guys, you can also share this uh, page, share this, share this video with all of your friends, invite them all to come uh, and also to partake in all of this that, that we are sharing on this group, on this page, and um, just share the love, the gratitude, creating a more healing society. Okay, Hare Krishna, bye-bye. <laughs> Watch yourself, okay.